0: From Death Valley, sending 6'10", weighing 330 pounds, The
1: Undertaker! It's not bad. It's okay. go! on this
0: I'm with a man that needs no introduction. One of the most popular wrestlers of all time, top two or three I'm talking about the one and only Mark Calloway, known as The, the Undertaker. Undertaker. Mark, great Sorry to have you. you here, man. Thank you, thank yes. you, my pleasure. I love the, uh, you know, The, 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 the Undertaker song. <laughs> that, that makes me just like, oh, get chilled. And... Yeah, it's uh, it has
1: been, I, I don't know that, uh, I can't say that I was smart enough to have the presence of mind to do it. I got the call. And from Vince. I'm Vince McMahon, and you will treat me
0: with respect.
1: The call was something like this. Uh, The phone rings. I pick it up. Uh, Hello? Is this The Undertaker? (laughs) Undertaker. Yeah, Yeah, this is The Undertaker. All right, then. Hey, can you be up here tomorrow? You know? And next day I was on and the plane. And that was Vince? That was Vince, called me. He's, he, he had had this character, which Gosh. the original character was, was based on an old Western, uh, uh-huh. an old Western Undertaker. Wow. At the time, people were so just enthralled with it because mm-hmm. it was so different. Like, yes. you know, m- most interview segments or the way that most wrestlers talk, yep. you know, was, you know, well, let me tell you something. Well, let me tell you something, brother. You made a lot of promises to the macho man, didn't you? Who are you? Diver, tell me how to wrestle. What I said, I talked very low. You will rest in peace. Mm-hmm. You know, and obviously, you know, there were, it was very menacing words. But, you know, when, when someone, if you're in a room or something, someone starts to talk low well, yeah. what do you do you kind of lean forward that's right to you know mm-hmm. so i had their their attention and then trying to keep the character uh relevant for this long um you know you you really have to keep your finger on the pulse of things because if you don't you know what usually happens is before you realize that you're stale your
0: audience wow, is already a, that is good you know your audience has already moved on how, how would, i mean how do you do that? because uh, I know we'll have so many people watching, they're in business or they're in mm. whatever. I mean, how do you? I mean, what would you say about keeping your finger on the pulse of of, of things like that?
1: I was never satisfied.
0: Like, I, I said, like it. You know,
1: I was like, okay, we're here, okay, and we're getting a great reaction. But what, what's next? What um, you know, I'm I'm always looking down the road. Like, okay, um, I, I need something. I need, I need to bring something new to the table, yes. but I got to be true mm-hmm. to, you know, what my fan base and what my audience, mm-hmm. you know, they've accepted and this is what they want. But you also have to keep it, you know, you have to figure out ways to keep it fresh, yes. you know? So you're watching what everybody else is doing and you're trying not to fall in because that happens so often in our business. Somebody, um, you know, somebody will hit, you know, okay. hit something and then everybody's trying to do the same that's thing. That's a great word. Yes. You know, and. That's so I, smart. Well. <laughs> that is smart to, yeah. It's just, I mean, the business, and, and it, is a, it is a business, and there's so many guys that are there and are hungry and are trying to climb up that ladder,
0: mm-hmm. you know. I like, too, um, the character Undertaker because it's, it's all that energy and strength that that's kind of contained, but you let it out. It's At first. the right time. it's, it's first.
1: first. Yep. It's not, about, it's not about the moves. It really isn't. Okay. It, it, it's, it's being able to, to evoke emotion in one facet or another. Uh-huh. I, you have to either make people love you. Or you have to make them hate you. And it doesn't matter, really, which one. It, yes. It, but if you can't. Bring that emotion out of your audience, you're not gonna have them for long. And a lot of times, what happens with these huh. young guys is they're so athletic, they're so gifted, like, well, you know, they'll do some kind of double crazy backflip off mm-hmm. the top rope, land on somebody on the floor. <laughs> you can only see that so many times before you're like, mm hmm, I've seen that. Right. I need something new. Mm-hmm. Okay, well that's a double backflip, you know, full yeah. gainer onto somebody. <laughs> yeah. Now how do I up that? Mm-hmm. And that's the position they sometimes back themselves into. I mean, that, that, it's just it's, it's complex. You know, we get a lot of people from different sports. Like they, they look at a place because what they're doing, they're trying to emulate, or be like a wrestler they've watched on TV yeah. instead of being the wrestler that's on
0: TV. Tell me about um, tell me about your your um, life of faith. How did you Become like a Christ follower? Tell me just tell me just a little bit about that. I always
1: believed in God. I just didn't really understand yep. what it was having a relationship yes. with God. Yes. And I have to give a lot of credit to my wife. It's um, great. Uh, great story. Yeah, she, she. I mean, she. See those Florida State girls? There you go. See? Well, that. that I married one one too. I married one one too. Her whole family is Florida State. I mean, her mom, her dad. But uh, um, very, very strong in her faith.
0: Yeah. It's a Christian
1: uh, school. And um, anyway, she would like you. Just, just come with me. Yeah. And I'm like, babe, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I mean, I walked through those doors, you know, the, the yeah. roof's gonna start shaking and, you know, and I said, like, I, 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 look, I, I don't, I, I, I'm, I'm good. I mean, I'm, I'm good with yeah. God. I believe in, God. you know, yeah. she, no, it's Mark. There's so much more to it than that. So I said, okay. I said, I'm, I'm gonna go, but if lightning bolts start flying, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. don't, don't blame me, yeah. you know. And, um, and, and, and that, that, that's how it started. She, that was very important to her um, that it's I have great, a relationship, yes. you know, with with, with Christ, and, yes. and to really understand what that means. Yes. So once again, God working in His, in, in you know, in, in the God. ways that He does, put us here at Lake Hills Church. And it's great. It was, you know, Mark, that's a great story. Man. It 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 really was. I, I I sat down and it was like it was like we were having a conversation. Yes. With, you know, three thousand people, three thousand people. Were, it, it felt like an intimate conversation. Mm. It was the it was the perfect place at the perfect time
0: Yes. for me. God definitely used so many great things to bring you guys together. That's yeah. awesome. No, it really is. Mark, how, how many? tell me some quick injuries you've had over the years.
1: Okay, let's see. Both eye sockets have been crushed. Um, Your eye sockets? Yeah. Both. Uh, at called, one time? No, they were separate. They were years apart. <laughs> I've had probably, I'm, I'm guessing when we're closing in on 20, different orthopedic type surgeries from just wrestling related injuries. Both hips have been, uh, had, a, had a form of hip replacements, torn biceps, torn pecs, torn triceps, bone spurs, training, You know you're match. on a
0: level that very few people have ever
1: thought about being on. I just think I'm, a, I'm probably a little tougher than I am smart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he takes it I've seen you a lot of times you... Yeah, like, so that's a choke slam. So how do you... You really want to know how I get people up? How, yeah, don't you don't have, have to do I'm it. Not, like, no, 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 okay, because yeah, it, it's really to, uncomfortable. <laughs> Whoa. No, 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 because yeah, you know, sometimes, because, you know, I mean... Them. Yeah, absolutely. I grab a handful, and, <laughs> and if, you don't, if you don't go up, if you don't jump, you're going to get, yeah, you know... You're gonna get a little wedge in there. <laughs>
0: the oldest trick in the book. Who's the biggest guy you've ever? I mean, when you're at your, when this was fixed and everything, how, how, like, how, like, how big are we talking about? How much do um, guys
1: weigh? Uh, I, you see, Three, go do you, do four. You. I got a four. It wasn't real high, but I did a four hundred pounder. Once. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't like... It wasn't high though. It wasn't high, I mean, but I, it wasn't... I love not care. care. I like you get somebody like, you know, you get somebody like a Rey Mysterio, or some of yeah. the little guys, man, those just, are awesome. Then you can just walk around, <laughs> and, you know. The oh, oh. 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 The Undertaker.
0: Mark, thank you My pleasure. so much for giving us the time. The Undertaker, Mark Calloway. This guy's the real deal. Great guy loves the Lord, I mean, just down to earth, but we're talking The Undertaker. What's your biggest problem? Let me start off by asking you that probing question. What is the biggest issue that you deal with? Whether you find yourself here, online, in the balcony, at one of our many locations, what's that thing that just drives you crazy? What's that situation that you struggle with, that you wrestle with? Oh Ed, I know what that is, that's my temper. I look back in the rearview mirror of my life and a bunch of collateral damage. I mean, I always just kind of fight my temper. Others would say, well it's gossip. I just love to talk about people, and I find myself tearing people down in order to build myself up. I think if I am critical, then it'll make me look like, oh, I'm the man, or I'm the girl. I've gotta say that's a wrestling match I deal with. Others would say, well, it's lust. I can't get those images out of my mind, those illicit bodies just in my, in my brain. I, I can't deal with it. I tried, but I just have had a tough time. Others would go, oh, it's my marriage. If you had any idea what I'm struggling with right now, I mean, I'm literally against the ropes in my marriage. You might say, oh, yeah, okay, marriage maybe. You might say, but I'm, I'm a single parent. And the, the level of loneliness that I'm processing is just beyond belief. I, I wrestle, Ed, with loneliness. Still, others could say, well, a prescription medication alcohol abuse drugs again i i just want to have this conversation with you you know one on one what is the biggest issue the biggest problem that you deal with i asked myself that question as i was preparing for this talk all right let me suggest this and this is going to seem outlandish paradoxical crazy I'm going to suggest to you that your biggest problem is not your biggest problem. Huh. I'm going to say, whether it's a substance issue, a relational issue, a character problem, I'm going to tell you, as God showed me this week as I was preparing, that That's not my biggest problem. What I think about someone or what that person did to me or that situation, that's not my biggest problem. My biggest problem is something else. So my biggest problem is not my biggest problem. My biggest problem is something that might surprise you. And when you think about your biggest problem, I think during the next several minutes, it might surprise you as well over the next 21 minutes and four seconds. And I believe as we pinpoint this problem, we're gonna go, wow, I've been wrestling but maybe wrestling on one level when I'm really wrestling on another. I've been in a series of talks, you could call it sermons, messages, whatever. I've been talking about the character Jacob in the Bible. Jacob was an Old Testament character and this guy was quite a character. One of the things I I say about the Bible regularly, the Bible is not G-rated, it's like R-rated. I think people sometimes they show up to church and they're like, okay, okay, um, read scripture, Ed, it will help me, And, and it does. I'll feel uplifted, and and, and that happens sometimes, and I'll, I'll feel so good about myself. Well, that happens now and then, but so often as we read Scripture, it's pretty messy, it's pretty mysterious, it's pretty raw and real. Did you see Will Smith jump out of the helicopter, the bungee jump? over the Grand Canyon for his 50th birthday. Did anybody see that? Anybody? 17.5 million views on YouTube. That's crazy. I love what Will said. As it started out, I was like going, okay, let's go ahead and get on with it, man. I mean, he was you know, talking and interviewing this person and that person, that's fine, but I wanted to see him jump in a helicopter and bungee over the Grand Canyon. So, so finally, as he was making his way To the helicopter, he turned to someone and goes, it's about to get real. I love that. So turn to your neighbor and say, it's about to get real. Everybody. Even in Northport, it's about to get real. Even in downtown Dallas or Frisco, it's about to get real. Okay, it's about to get real. That's what Jacob was dealing with. Jacob. the, The name Jacob means liar. Now, can you believe his mom would name him that? Hey, liar. All the ladies who are expecting, hey, let me suggest a great name, liar. You're in the hospital, the birth record. Tell me his name, man. Liar. Liar? That's his name, Jacob, liar. The, the name Jacob means liar, manipulator, supplanter. It means a man full of chicanery, a guy who was a, who was a trickster. And it means grabber. That's why I like to call him the wrestler. He was always grasping and grabbing. And to give you the cliff notes, he defrauded his father, deceived his brother Esau, bolted on his family, ran into another manipulator, his father-in-law, thought he saw the woman of his dreams, which he did. Then he got surprised on his wedding day because they took the veil off whom he thought was this hot, supermodel, and it was a girl, I'm sorry, she was, the Bible says, ugly. And he's like, oh, no. Yet he worked years and years and years so he could gain, that's right, another wife. Again, I know this is high drama, it's crazy. Jacob had a couple of wives. He had a couple of baby mamas. He had 11 sons. You're like, how could God deal with a guy like that. I mean, this guy, he's facing some serious problems. Yes, he stole the the birthright, two-thirds of the Merrill Lynch trust fund from his brother and and, and was in all of this deception and, again, worked for his father-in-law, God bless him, for 20 years. I'm, I'm, I'm joking. You know, I'm just, I'm just playing. And then God told him, and I'm giving you the cliff notes, Genesis 32, to go back and have a meeting with Esau. Are you, are you facing a meeting this week? I have meetings all the time. Jacob had a serious meeting because Esau told Jacob, hey man, I'm going to kill you for what you did. You stole my birthright. You stole my share of this massive trust fund. You did it, and plus you stole my blessing. So Esau said, I'm going to kill you. God, though, told Jacob to come back, and he's dreading this meeting. I mean, how anxious, how stressed out would you be? I would be meeting a guy who's put a hit out on me He's my older brother. And, and, and the Bible says there were twins. And Esau was born first. And the Bible says Jacob was grabbing his heel, his foot, when they came out of the womb. Then he grabbed the birthright, grabbed the blessing, grabbed this beautiful woman, grabbed an ugly one, grabbed some baby mamas, Grab some kids, always grasping and grabbing at stuff. In- interesting, isn't it? Jacob, the wrestler, He's a grappler, a grabber, a grasper. What's he gonna do? I mean, it's about to get real. He's gonna meet Esau. Have you ever had this meeting and you're like, okay, you're preparing for the meeting. And you're saying to yourself, All right, this is gonna be intense. I mean, there's gonna be some 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 issues here. And I wanna deal, you say to yourself, with the tissue of the issue, and and then put all the cards on the table, but you're nervous, you know, and you're a little bit, you're a little bit freaky. So so you prepare and prepare and prepare for this meeting, and then while you're preparing for this meeting, all hell breaks loose. You know what I'm saying to you? Something else happens. Another situation, a bad text or a phone call or or, or some family situation or some other trauma and you're like, are you kidding me? And we look to heaven sometimes and say, God, why? I mean, God, I want to be your man and your girl. I'm preparing for this meeting. I'm praying. I'm doing all this. And now this? I've been there before. So have you. But here's what I've discovered. Ed, so often, the issue that you think is the issue is not really the issue. I mean, yeah, it's an issue, but the tissue of the issue is deeper than just the problem on the surface. And that's where we find our our main man, Jacob, the night before the meeting, in this corner, from Canaan wearing a white tunic, a multi-billionaire, two wives and a couple of baby mommers and eleven sons. Let's put our hands together for the liar, the grabber, Jacob. Bang, bang, His opponent. Bang with the red hair, not only on his head, but all over his body. He needs a back wax. He's a bow hunter. He's a multi-billionaire as well. Esau! It was about to get real. That's what Jacob was facing. That's who Jacob was facing. And the Bible says it. Jacob is in the desert by himself. He's getting ready to meet Esau. He finally gets good reception. He finally gets a couple of bars, and he sends Esau a text. I mean, he did send him a message, the Bible says. He sent his messengers to Esau, and he said, Esau, here here are all these gift cards, and, 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 and man, I want to show you the love, you're the man. You know, I'm sorry about what I did, blah, blah, blah. He was expecting, to get a message back. No message back. No return text. Just floating around there somewhere in cyberspace. And that's when he began to really say, it's about to get real. Because Esau had 400 soldiers with him. And you can just hear Esau getting ready to (coughs) open up an industrial sized Costco can to whip his rear okay so Jacob is smart man he diversifies his portfolio he spreads people out so if Esau attacks they'll just take some of his wealth not all of his wealth plus Jacob's quick man he's a runner He's always running, running from his dad, running from Esau, running away from his mom, too, and running, and, and seeing his father-in-law, and then running to get Rachel, and oh no, that ugly Leah, and then running, 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 so he knew how to get away. Second like an NFL running back. I mean, he could he could move, man. Well, here's what happened. Jacob found himself by himself. Have you ever found yourself by yourself before, alone? Some of us don't like to be alone because when we're alone, we can't be a hypocrite. You see, I gotta have somebody in my life to be hypocritical in front of, and I'll admit it to you, I'm a hypocrite. What? Yes, I'm a hypocrite. I've said something and done another. I've said to always say uplifting things to my spouse. Ask Lisa, have I always said uplifting things to her? No yes, I'm a hypocrite. So let's, let's do something that's very therapeutic. Let's just admit to ourselves that we're hypocrites. On the count of three, just say, I am a hypocrite, okay? At all our locations, even in Norman, Oklahoma, one, two, three, I am a hypocrite. Oh, some of you didn't say anything. You're really a hypocrite, When I'm alone, though, I can't be hypocritical. It's just me and God. And God knows me better than I know myself. So, so Jacob was alone in the desert. Now we pick up Scripture. If you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 32, verses 24 and 31. Now here's the deal that we have at Fellowship. If this is your first time here. I want to have like a two-way conversation. I mean, I'm lonely up here anyway, so you can say, uh-huh. You can clap if you want to. You don't have to. You can say, preach it, white boy, whatever you want to say, but I like it. I mean, don't be disruptive, but just, just show me a little bit of love, okay? So, let's try it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Th- thank you. Last week, I was in the middle of the message. And this young girl goes, preach it, white boy. I said, thank you very much. They that, that really made my week. I can live off one compliment for a long, long time. So anyway, Genesis chapter 32. This is before the meeting, all right? Notice the isolation. So Jacob, the Bible says, was left. See the red? That means we read it. Jacob was left what? Alone. Alone by himself, and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. You've gotta know, Jacob's like, are you kidding me? I'm alone in the desert, now this guy jumps me, and we're wrestling, and the Bible says they wrestled all night long. And here's what I ask myself when I read this, I'm like, when in the world did Jacob realize I'm not wrestling some dude? I'm not wrestling some mere mortal because we're going to find out this was not a man, this was the man. This is called a theophany, a pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus Christ. So we have Jacob wrestling Jesus. Huh? He wrestled with him till daybreak. Verse 25. When The man saw that he could not overpower him. Here's what he did. I mean, this guy was just playing with him, man. He just touched, touched his hip socket. So his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. That's crazy. I mean, this is a real wrestling match. Jacob wrestling with Jesus. And he's starting to figure out, wow, this is uh, not some normal guy. He just touched him. Oh, man. Busted. Just totally broke up his hip. And then we're going to find out after he was broken, then he blessed him. We have a scriptural principle here. So often, God does not bless us until, first of all, he breaks us. God does not bless us until he breaks us. And breaking, breaking ain't fun, man. Think about Jeremiah. Jeremiah said, an Old Testament prophet, we must break up the soil to produce the blessing of a harvest. That's what, that's what Jeremiah said. Gideon had to break the pitcher for the light to come on. Wow. Jesus had to break the bread and the, and the fish to bless those with 5,000. You've got breaking and blessing. I don't know about you, but I'll take the blessing, please. You see, Jacob is finding out, isn't he? that his problem was not his problem. His issue was not his issue. It wasn't his dad, it wasn't because his nursery was painted the wrong color, no, no, no. It wasn't Esau, it wasn't the baby mamas, it wasn't his wives, it wasn't his loving kids, it wasn't his wheels off father-in-law, it wasn't his wealth. Jacob's problem was Jacob. And my problem is me. Because when I get to the end of myself through isolation, and God will allow it, and desperation, I have a choice either to turn to God or not. And God will allow us to have one shoulder on the mat Yet we have a choice to put the other shoulder down and God will, one, two, three. This is a battle with God we have to lose. I don't want to win this one. And this is WWE wrestling with eternity. So the man, saw that he could not overpower him. He touched the socket of his hip. His hip was wrenched, broken, and when you, when you say brokenness, for example, God has to break you, Ed, what are you talking about? Basically, I'm talking about we have to have our self and self-reliance and self-dependence stripped off of us. My wife loves decorating, and I've seen her by, so many pieces of furniture from all sorts of different places. I've watched her strip it and totally redo and repaint and turn something that looked kind of sketchy into something that's like, what, you mean that's that piece of furniture? God wants to strip you and me of our self-reliance, our our self-dependence. Now, he's not going to take away your uniqueness or mine. I want you to notice though, God is the one who initiated this wrestling match. It wasn't Jacob, it was God. So Jacob wasn't wrestling God to see what he could get out of God. God was wrestling Jacob to see what he could get out of Jacob. What did he want? He wanted a relationship are you hearing me? We go, God, I'll take the blessings. Yeah, the relationship, whatever. Oh, I want the blessings. But, but, but again, we find God is giving him not what he wants, but what he needs. I look back and I'm like, God, thank you for giving me what I need because I've wanted so many things and I can tell you, if I'd have gone down those paths, it would not have been a pretty path. Then the man said, verse 26, this is, this is, this is Jesus, let me go. It's daybreak. <laughs> but Jacob replied, I'm not going to let you go unless you bless me. Isn't that cool? Now, that, that's, a, that's getting a little bit different, but God wants to see us with great tenacity, with great passion. And I got to I mean, I can't throw any shade on Jacob because Jacob is, I mean, his, his, his hip is totally jacked up. He, he's messed up, man. He, he's isolated, and, and now he's in a desperate situation, and he's grasping on to the man. Again, grasping. Now he's grasping in the, in the right way. Bless me. I mean, he's tenacious. Isn't it true? I mean, I think about my own life. Isn't it true that sometimes I'm not And maybe you're this way too, tenacious enough as far as getting into God's word every day. That's why we write these devotionals on our app. I call it the 90-second devotional, but many times it turns into more time than that. Make sure you get it. They're written around each message, even a prayer. I need to be tenacious. So do you. If you are passionate about the things of God, for God's house. The church is the only thing that Jesus built. That's it. He didn't build a school. He didn't build some nonprofit. the church. I've gotta be passionate about God's way and God's gonna test you and me to see, are we really? I mean, are we really passionate or are we kind of a part of the bless me club? Lord, I don't wanna mess around with this stuff and I'm gonna do things my own way. Man, I'm a deal maker. I'm a rainmaker. And if I get into a tight situation, then I'll come over here and say, God, help me, help me, bless me, God, bless me, bless me. God's like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't play like that. It's all or nothing. So, so the man said, let me go. It's daybreak. But Jacob replied, I'm not going to let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, you go, what's your name? Say that. What's your name? That's a weird thing to ask someone in the middle of a wrestling match. What's your name? Why are they asking him that? I mean, this is God talking. Did God have a senior moment in his omniscience? Heck to the no. He knew Jacob better than he knew himself. Why did he ask for this identity? Because when Jacob said, "I'm Jacob," he was saying, "I'm a sinner. I'm a manipulator. I'm a cheater. I'm a grabber. What's your name? I mean, what's your name? Greedy? What's your name? Lustful? What's your name? Manipulator? Just tell God, I'm Jacob, because I have Jacob in me, and so do you. And God's waiting for us to identify that, because whenever We fight and wrestle with ourselves. We have to negotiate this sin nature, and it takes us to some dark places, places of isolation and desperation. One shoulder's on the canvas. Will you put the other shoulder down? God's not going to pin you until we say, God, I surrender. One, two, three. And then the man changes Jacob's name. No longer are you going to be called Jacob. Now you're called Israel. Isra in the Hebrew means warrior. El, God. Warrior of God. Someone who struggles with God. So, so, so the man was being really sly here. He was like, do you want to know who I am? <laughs> Just look at your new name. That's who I am. Because, Because you've struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. So so who's behind this? You think it's a man. No, it's the hand of God. And then Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask me my name? Then he blessed him there. This is the man. So Jacob called the place Peniel saying, it's because I saw God face to face and yet my life was spared. Then the sun rose above him as he passed Peniel and he was limping because of his hip. God did this, and now he's facing Esau. He can't run anymore. He has to be totally dependent on God. Okay, we have three minutes and 22 seconds, and here are four principles. I want you to write these down, four deliverables from this series, The Wrestler, from the life of Jacob. Number one, oftentimes, God is our blessed opponent. Now some of you are like, whoa, 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 whoa!" And what? No, no, listen to me. Our blessed opponent. Because when I'm in the flesh, and you read about the power of the flesh in the Bible, that's my natural desire away from God. When I'm in the flesh, I am opposed to God. And God loves me so much, he loves you so much, he'll create situations and sometimes oppose us to get us in the right position. So you might be, again, against the ropes, you might be on the canvas, surrender to God. But God, so often, is our blessed opponent. Number two, wrestling can and will change your identity. It'll change your identity. We carry IDs around with us everywhere, don't we? go to the airport, take some money out of the bank, do anything, ID, 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 go to a club, ID, ID, ID. It's all about the ID. It matches you with, you know, this information, your your ID. And there's squillions of dollars spent on identity theft. And identity theft really was thought up by the enemy himself. Don't allow him to steal your identity. Realize who you are because God wants to give you and me a new name, and that is Christian. They were called Christians, Christians. I mean, that that, that name, that label was stamped on the first followers of Jesus. Number three, wrestling focuses us to put our faith on him. It, It forces focus on God. I mean if jacob didn't have this situation he wouldn't have really been boom focused in number four wrestling with god brings reconciliation he was reconciled to god and check this out restoration what happened he met esau and they had a bro hug and then Everything was cool between them. Is that is that is that amazing? Jacob totally dependent on God, limping, sees his bro, boom, 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 bro hug. I love it. I love it. Thank you. I work for a good company up here. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you for that love. I want you to read with me one last verse and then we'll cruise. This is Hebrews. Now, jump over to the New Testament. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshiped as he what? On top of his staff. I wonder why he was leaning. That reminder of brokenness, that reminder, man, I've got to be broken until I'm blessed. This is all possible, everything I'm talking about, because Jesus wrestled with sin, righteously, perfectly. He died on a cross. People thought he was done. One, two, three, it's over. He's just another man with a messianic complex who walked across the stage of life, but no! Stayed in the grave for three days, one, two, three, and he rose again. And because he lives, we too shall live and prevail with him. It's the WWE. We're wrestling with eternity. Would you pray with me? As our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed here, even if you're watching online, Just just bow your head for a second. I want to give you an opportunity to put the other shoulder down and give your life to Christ. You might be saying, Ed, you have no idea what I'm wrestling with. You know what? I don't. God does. He knows you better than you know yourself, and he's created this situation for you to put the other shoulder down. How do I do it? Well, by praying this prayer with me. Just say, God, just say to yourself, God, I admit to you who I am. I'm Jacob. I mean... I've sinned. I've messed up. I I turn from my sins, and I believe, God, you sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for my sins, to rise again. And right now, at this point, at this moment in time, I put the other shoulder down. God, I surrender to you. I ask you to infiltrate my life. I open the lid of my life up and ask you to power wash me with your forgiveness and grace and mercy. I give my life to you. Their heads are bowed and eyes are closed if you prayed that prayer with me and meant business with god if that's the first time you've ever said okay i surrender would you lift your hand for a second just lift your hand all right many hands are going up down front on the sides awesome in the balcony at our different locations just just lift your hand Maybe you're online, you're by yourself or with your family, just just lift your hand. Maybe you're in Dallas, online already. We've had four people online to lift their hand. Is that awesome? Others, let me give you time. Jesus, have your way with me. I've been wrestling here, I've been wrestling there, but I realize I'm wrestling with myself and ultimately I'm wrestling with you. Now nine people, just online have lifted their hands. And I know at the other campuses, many hands are going up, so God, we thank you. Others of us, maybe you prayed that prayer before, and you're a follower of Christ, but you've been thinking you're wrestling over one thing, but it's quite another. If that's you, I wanna pray for you right now and say, God, give this Person, your discernment and your wisdom to understand and to see your gracious hand as we walk in surrender. We ask all these things in the name of Jesus Christ, and everybody said, Amen.